0: Welcome to Your Property Podcast. My name is Michelle Cairns, your host, and today is the 15th of January 2021. And we have with us Joanne Sainsbury from Silkwood Properties. Hi, jo- Hi, Joanne. Hi, good morning, Michelle. Great to have you with us today. Thank you very much indeed. So, you have got an article coming out in the February edition of YPN Magazine, and the article is around. Uh, the the focus for the magazine in this month is on newbies and people getting into property for the first time Uh, but we've interviewed you because you are getting into property for the second time (laughs) (laughs) so talk to us about that how did um, how and why have you got into property for the second time yes an
1: old an old newbie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is basically so, um yeah I basically had a, a retail shop for 24 years and loved it uh, and b- before that did many things restaurant chain and petrol station totally unemployable uh, because I've been self-employed all my life gave up my shop two years ago two years ago two days ago and I've always loved property, had two flats, but that was it. Never done anything else, anything with them, really. And decided that I would go see what I could do. I really had no idea what I was going to do, particularly. Went to the home and renovation show, uh, which was amazing. And what I did there was I met a lovely lady who was selling Your Property Network magazine. I actually signed up for that straight away. I then uh, read the property magic book by Simon Zucci. I stayed up till midnight, oh Michelle, and I was I, so naive. I actually thought that HMOs were purely for students. I never realized there was any professional HMOs out there. All the things I learned and, and read about, I went, wow, and that was it. Absolutely, I was totally hooked from on then onwards.
0: and it is a whole other world isn't it for people who especially people being in a sort of corporate environment they've been in the day job in the office for most of their life they it's just not something that they would ever have come across or be interested in and uh for, for many people it's just that it's outside of their awareness so you know you buy a house to live in maybe you rent it out probably you're an accidental landlord and that's it but I think it is once you understand all of the different creative strategies and the different ways to make money through property it's it is a uh, it's quite an eye-opener
1: it really it really was an eye-opener a- absolutely uh, I mean all the strategies that are out there Um uh, it it's it, it just amazing to see and to read about all. and of course then I wanted to learn more uh, a little bit don't get scared if I'm being totally honest to go at my age and start learning and start educating myself it's just not something you do uh, and I thought long and hard about it and thought well if I want to do this I need the education i was like a sponge or absolutely sponge with this
0: well that's it that's it isn't it once you start down that rabbit hole who knows where you end up suddenly there's there's so many just uh, avenues to go down and like you say there about HMOs and um it, it can be a bit overwhelming at the beginning because you you suddenly become aware of everything that you don't know um and then it's making decisions about where to spend your time and and which strategies to follow so what uh which out of all the strategies appealed to you the
1: most well at first it was like shiny pennies everything you learned about i went oh hmo's Fantastic! HMO. Oh, conversion to flat—that would be fantastic. Oh, title fitting. Yeah, let's go down there. Commercial to lessee. Oh, that's it. I have to admit, and I, and I think this is where people struggle: uh, is this until you've actually got a strategy, until you've actually decided. Now, you know that strategy doesn't have to stay for years, but let's maybe just go down the route of your strategy and stick to that. And once that's in your brain, once you've got that, you actually can start to fly. You can start to do a lot more so the, it was the HMOs that ticked my box it was the the income that you got from them and and the whole the whole thing really as long as it was uh, the renovation so from my point of view it's the renovation and the repurposing I mm-hmm. uh, absolutely love and I got an HMO last year um, and bought a very smelly house, converted <laughs> it into uh, a lovely five-bed HMO. And you know, touch wood, it's going really well. I've got five fantastic tenants in there. We started it in March, uh, which was a struggle, and it got finished in June. It, it really was almost on time. So uh, bridging finance, actually loads of stories about that, that's probably not for today though. <laughs>
0: well we're happy happy to share anything that's uh, you know value to the to listeners so anything that you found uh, interesting as you know looking at this through fresh eyes i think is really interesting because for a lot of people listening they will be at that beginner stage where they've looked through all of the looked into all the different strategies and it's a bit of paralysis by analysis where they're, they're stuck you know they they see the value in all of these different strategies um, but like you say, it's just about putting the stake in the ground and, and choosing one, you know, you don't have to stick with that strategy for the rest of your life. Um, but it is about making a start and getting that momentum and in, 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 in being in the game rather than just on the sidelines. I think you just learn so much more from from being in it and doing it and you know of course at the beginning things aren't always going to go as smoothly as they could if you've got 20 years of experience but you know how do you get to the 20 year experience if you don't start and uh, uh, and just get going i think there's so much power in that and that's exactly what you've done um so how did you let, let's talk about the first property the the hmo how did you find it? And was it through an agent or, or direct vendor? Yeah,
1: yeah. I think as you just quite rightly said, starting uh, is, is the first step. Uh, and, and I think just, just before I tell you a bit about that going, it's the end. I, I needed to delve deep inside, and it was the end goal, what I wanted. And at the moment, it is cash flow. Uh, it's the enjoyment of uh, renovation and it is the cash flow so that's why they married up really Um, and so so yeah I I found this through everybody talks about the estate agent's little black book you know again I didn't know that existed but it did 11 o'clock in the morning I got a phone call saying this this place is just going on the market do you want to see it I said right I'll be there I literally went round by six o'clock that evening I, my offer had been accepted wow and I just know it was because I got on with the agent there was four other investors looking at it uh, and yeah and I just told my husband and my, my daughter i bought a property today <laughs> <laughs> so so uh and and yeah and we did have some some ups and downs with it we really did but it was great learning and even though everybody says try and get your money out of all these deals you know it i this isn't an or more money out deal at all but you know it's a good cash flow so tick it ticked the box yeah. uh, it, it really did um it didn't tick the box with with the problems having to move the gas and and, and there were there's quite a few, actually, but probably it, it,
0: probably in the article, people can read look that. So it's a really important point you just said about the ticking the boxes, because although there's, there's, there's one area people get stuck at the beginning with all the different strategies, but then the next level is they're trying to tick too many boxes with one property or one strategy. And it can really, again, just keep people in that stuck state where 6 months have passed and they haven't bought anything because it doesn't take all 10 of their boxes whereas you said here do you know what you, there comes a point where you think when is good enough good enough yeah when is yeah. it to just just get on with it because there's an opportunity cost as well to so your time and your money sitting in the bank or, uh, or or you know the the cash flow that you're not earning so it's i think you know it being clear on what a deal is for you
1: yeah and then
0: and then just going for it yes if you get the deal of the century fantastic take it but at the same time you know having that momentum having that experience
1: will count for a lot as well yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree. You know, it, often they don't tick all the boxes and you're right. And the more we go down the route, you get this analysis, analysis, whatever it is. Sorry, but you know what I mean? Where you're just looking at the figures, you're looking at the figures. Uh, and I am just so glad that I just went into this because, um, you know, in another 18 months time, I can now remortgage it. So that gets more money out. Uh, the income from it is great. Um, and, and that it is so good. And I think that's what does stop up an awful lot of people. I think another really important thing, and that I did in the early days, and I can't recommend enough really to people is getting a good power team around them. Um, I had a limited company that was set up by a great accountant, but he was the accountant for my shop. When I came to buy this HMO, the actually limited company wasn't fit for purpose, it wasn't set up correctly. So mid purchase, I had to actually set up another limited company. So, you know, now I've got an amazing specialist tax accountant, a solicitor, probably two or three solicitors that will do different things, a purchase lease option, might need a different solicitor just buying or somebody. So, you know, slightly different, but good solicitors around you. Collaboration with friends, collaboration with other people was something that, in my shop, I didn't really collaborate with what I called the opposition. Like, you now, property is a big family and you know, most people, most people are really lovely. That collaboration is, is fantastic. Um, it, it's just the, the whole thing when getting the builders the right builders around you, the right tradesmen around you, getting that in place as long as you don't spend too much time on it, because then you you do miss opportunities and maybe I morphed into getting the people around me, but certainly having a good foundation was one of the best tips I, I that I had really given to me in the early days.
0: And what did how did you find uh, these people? Because obviously you're saying there about for example the limited company and and different types and for people who don't know um you you have solicitors who just do the standard sort of buy-to-lets and conveyancing side and then like you said more specialist that solicitors who um deal with purchase lease options or uh, rent-to-rent or something like that where you actually need them to understand the strategy and be used to it they're doing it all day long Mm -hmm. uh, options in particular so your standard conveyancing solicitor won't do that um, so, where did you find them? And
1: well, I, I make no bones about it. I just immersively picked everybody's brain. I mean, I have got the magazines, the people in there. Uh, I, I contacted people. I chatted to people. I go on the property investors network meetings. I go on PPN meetings. Uh, I I talk to people. I I zapped it, You know what I mean? I was I just loved it. Talked, chatted, found out, got recommendations, followed those up. And I'm actually now enjoying, and I do it a little bit, people you know, will come and they'll ask me a few questions, and I'm just helping a few people. And the enjoyment of that after you know, last year, people helping me such a lot is fantastic. So, yeah, recommendations, that really, really has to be. I wouldn't go on a website, I wouldn't go on to Google and try and find any of these people, pure recommendations from people in the business.
0: Yeah, and I think it's important to find people who can not only recommend but actually they're personally using Absolutely. it's easy to to say and and i think you know i'm i'm guilty of this as well where you think uh, someone asks you for some for a contact and uh, and you rack your brains and you want to help and you say okay i've um this is the person i know but i'm always kind of clear to say i haven't dealt with them personally this is the contact i've heard that they've got a good reputation but um you know do your own due diligence basically so it yeah if you can find people who are actively using them even better
1: i can't start I can't recommend my specialist tax account anymore because he's so good and he's so busy you know
0: uh, what is special about him How, why did you choose him
1: well, I chose him, I actually didn't earn and learn in the very early days. And I have to, I can suggest to people that was absolutely great. I just spent a small amount of money to an investor doing a big project. Every single month I went to that project and learned. So in actual fact, it came from him in the uh, the tax accountant i rang up a few and you also have to have that that bond uh, over the zoom call <laughs> which it was now i did meet him because it was before covid and you have to have you know that, that feeling that they are going to be right for you uh, so that that's how we found him really uh, the solicitor i'm currently using i founded a pin meeting again uh, and we just hit it off uh, so uh, yeah and that's how i find the people as well i
0: think there's a theme there isn't there about it, it's not just about their skill set it's about actually being you know we've all got different personalities but finding somebody who it's easy to work with them yeah. you get on because you you know you can um obviously you respect what they do but also uh it's especially sort of people who are in a position of uh being more experienced and you that there's that trust that you need yeah. to say okay they've they know what they're doing but also can they explain it to me especially as as newbie some of them you know they're either too busy or they or they don't have that t- emotional intelligence skill set to be able to say you know this is how it is and I I have uh, one of my sisters who deals with purchase these options and she's absolutely fantastic at just saying it how it is and I work with her and I recommend her to the vendors because she can explain to them and you know, that's a real skill set in, in, in itself.
1: Yes, yes. Unfortunately, compared to my daughter, who is 16, uh, it's, people have to explain it to me about three times. And it is just until I've got it in my head. And it is just an age thing. Uh, but I'm very, just say that again. And then when I've got it, you know, that, that's absolutely great. I've got it. It takes me a bit longer than others. Do you know, I think one of the things on the HMO side that I really is a great, great tip to people is once you've decided on your location, um, then I, I still get, I, I do lots of embedded letters to the direct event letters, and quite a few things are coming out of that. Uh, but I still get my uh, simpler and uh, light move alerts on. Uh, and the first thing I do is I go look at the location, make sure it's in the location I've chosen. The next thing I do is go on to the floor plan make sure it's the right square meter to make sure that the room sizes are fine uh, and that it would convert on paper at least into what I think it would uh, before I even take it any further because in the early days I was going oh yes it's in this area I, I want this area and I'd go and it was my area but the wrong area was in my area if that makes sense <laughs> and then I'd go and go this floor plan this there's no way would it do so i don't waste my time anymore I'm going out to see something unless it actually
0: ticks the boxes once again yeah and i think that comes with experience doesn't it just being um more and more picky about what you uh, you know what you're looking for and yeah uh, you know is it is it four beds is it five beds? six beds where's the cross-off point what's the minimum that you are you know you're going to look at it definitely makes that sourcing side of the you know, scraping all that data a lot easier because you just think okay I've decided it's this location then you just you just have to say no you have to be quite strict yes. and, and then even when you're working with vendors you might get somebody who says well I've got a, a property right in your location it ticks all the boxes but do you know what although they want to sell they're not really motivated mm-hmm. uh, they don't have to sell they don't need to sell they just would like to at some point and really what they're after is, is the top price. So a lot of the time it's when you're speaking to people saying, well, uh, actually, the best thing for you is to just put it on the market. Yeah. Yeah. get If you can wait, get you just get the best price that you can get. If you can't, if there's a problem, if you need to sell quickly, if you uh, you know you want to do something creative, where you you know we can we can agree the price today. I can give you the full asking price, but actually, uh, is it okay if we just do that in five years' time? In the meantime, I can give you an income. I can give you uh, like a rent a rent for those for those months in between so you're actually earning an additional amount on top of the sale price you know things like that but actually sometimes it's not just the property it's the person the the vendor and obviously in this game a lot of people are looking to work direct to the vendors so uh how did it work with your negotiation on on your property
1: for the for the hmo well because that was uh through the through an agent it's slightly different but you know i totally agree with you about the purchase lease options uh, i'm currently in talk with a, um, a lady at the moment and, and i have to admit uh, this is going to get it's got closest it has to to many others because i do think she gets it uh, and i do think she's interested uh, but you know you go through many 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 landlords who you've just said who don't get it uh, just want the best price so again this is purchase lease option is the most powerful strategy I think I've come across, but I do think people think it's easy uh, and it's not, it's just sticking on in there. It's stickability and it's finding and just going through loads and loads of landlords mm. rather than, you know, you're not going to do it on your first, your second, or your third yeah. talk to a landlord. <laughs> <Literally> <laughs> doesn't
0: suit everyone. That's it. It's just, it's <laughs> partly as a bit of luck in the, you know, a numbers game yeah. where you just, uh, you're finding somebody that it does work for and it's it's a win-win all around
1: how's strategy the other thing that um, is, is amazing to think about is the repurposing properties that you have so my mum had a bungalow uh, and um, when she died oh, 10 years ago 12 years ago we actually just rented it out didn't really think about it uh, didn't wasn't right just rented it out and I had a light bulb moment actually on Mastermind Accelerator that um, was repurpose what you had. So yeah. I did exactly that. Last July, we went in, um bit difficult. We had to ask the tenants to leave, and she was going to leave in March, and COVID she shielded. So, but we got in in July uh, and we started, we repurposed into <laughs> four bedroom service accommodation. Mm. Open plan living, uh, extra en suites, getting the garage with bedroom, the utility, uh, the whole thing. So it was four double bedrooms. Uh, it was a big project, really great renovation. Loved and thoroughly enjoyed doing it. <laughs> Towards the end, I decided that maybe a four bedroom essay, tourist essay, because this is based in and around Stratford upon Avon was not the thing and it was not going to work for a little while. So the second exit strategy was to, the next strategy was to um, maybe let it a single let again. But when I looked at the figures and the ROI, so the exit strategy, the other one was to sell it. Uh, and I just had to think quickly on my feet. I'd actually ordered the furniture. and I had to cancel the order, I felt really bad. But, uh, and we are now currently selling, trying to sell it. And well, hopefully it is, keep fingers crossed, it's all going
0: through. But That's it, isn't it sometimes, you know, we can't anticipate these global pandemics coming every now and then? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Things don't always go to plan, uh, but it's about making the best use of what you've got. And if, it, you know, the ROI, can you imagine having all that money tied up just for a really low ROI, where, as you said, sell it on, release the cash and then reinvest it. I think as long as you're uh, reinvesting it and using it, um, and putting it into good use then
1: why using, not using it wisely that's right but i think you know once again the importance of these exit strategies and when you you know you know it, it is fairly important in every i think every property deal that you do to really really consider the exit strategy uh, because yeah just proven i have to take the exit strategy <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah yeah and um are you working with uh joint venture partners or investors or is it just your own uh
1: funds that you're that you're investing no i've been lucky enough to find an investor so uh, uh she put the investment in for for this project in actual fact which was great and i'm just about uh, to actually do a project with some vendor finance as well so that should come off in the next few months yes <laughs> so, oh, yeah, yeah it is and you know here was i 18 months ago i <laughs> Honestly, the naivety of it—I had no idea that there was people out there that would lend people money. It, it was just, uh, yeah, it was just an eye opener completely. But it, it is a no-brainer if you've got the money sitting in the bank and you can get a good return on it, uh, and you know some security or whatever. But I, I didn't know that could happen, and then I went and found myself an investor. <laughs> which so cool. go
0: on, talk to us about that. Then how did you how did you approach? Um finding them is it was it somebody you knew from uh in your personal life or was it in the poverty community? How did that work?
1: <laughs> it's just amazing how things happen in life, isn't it? This person went to a PIN meeting, the first PIN meeting they've ever been to. I've only ever been to two and one more since. We got chatting, we hit it off, uh, and it just moved from there, really. Uh, I never ever dreamt that they would become an investor. It, it, we didn't it wasn't anything that went went down, it was just we hit it off, we had properties, they live fairly local, we'd meet up, have a chat, talk about properties, and I told him what I was doing. And all of a sudden he said, Okay, I'm investing you. Wow. <laughs> it was just yeah, yeah, and that's it how does it happen? You know, you can actively look and this, this just happened. So I was very lucky there, you know, whether he'll continue to. Um, I'm not sure, but I have a sneaky feeling he will, and I do hope so. He gets his money back very soon
0: from this big project. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure if he gets his money back soon, then uh, I'd be happy to reinvest. Be yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, it,
0: it, it's one of those. I think again, when people are starting out, they think, "How do I approach?" You know, it sounds like I'm asking for money, and how do I present myself? How do I how do I present the deal? But you, you know, you just made it sound dare i say quite simple there in just getting to know somebody telling them what you do and if they gel if if they can see the same vision that you can and you know the deal stacks up and looks secure then a lot of people are really open you know i have i've also been really surprised how many people who have just um you know sometimes it's literally one conversation that obviously lead to but lead to a few others but where in that first conversation they've agreed in principle they said mm-hmm. I like the idea yeah I'm in yeah. Tell me more." Yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to explain everything in that first conversation it's just you're you're just sharing what you do and then if they're interested to find out more you can take it further um but that's a great example of you just building a rapport because you're uh, just out there doing what you're doing and, and telling everyone you know yeah. <laughs> which is yeah yeah absolutely and telling everyone you
1: know when you get over that uh, you know now I'm really happy to tell everybody what I'm doing I'm you know, proud to tell people what I'm doing and I, I think it, it's it's standards and values ethical standards and values and I think when you meet people uh, if you have those same standards and values that is when you gel and, and when you get I mean I have talked to people who said well, somebody offered me some money but I, I just didn't want their money because i just didn't feel as if i could get on with them yes that, that's yeah. amazing but very important as well yeah yeah, yeah. so that is
0: important <laughs> yes yes yeah <laughs> I, and i've you know and with that comes that abundance mindset if it it's this isn't right but there will be the next one there will be more um and and don't not just kind of be desperate for the money because you just so happen to have a deal that needs to be completed really quickly it's better to move on and find the next deal. With the right person, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: and uh, then amazing. have a very stressful time with, with somebody who you're just not going to get on with, and you do, you don't share the same values. Um, because you know when it comes down to, you know, you want to you want to decorate and you want to refurbish in a certain way, but actually, and you want to go the extra mile and, and make it really something special, but actually they want to be watching the pennies and keep everything at a bare minimum you know they're two very different values that that can cause a lot of conflict
1: well I, I certainly think in JVing that is the case uh, it's slightly different when you're actually uh, have an investor uh, because you know some investors well like I did with the investment I did with the earn and learn now I wanted to get involved from a learning point of view I actually never would get involved from that point of view of, of anything that was happening in it then you've got the JVs where you would go down the route of much more getting involved in the design Mm. the architecture how you're going to do it what you're going to do and then of course you've got the hands-off investor uh, where they just really want to return on their money and are vaguely vaguely interested I prefer the latter (laughs) yes of course
0: well it's a lot simpler isn't it yes uh, you you report back and, and this is what we've been up to this is what's happening
1: yes
0: Um, and a lot of a lot of people like you say they that's their preference as well they don't want to get involved they don't want to know if utility companies haven't turned up or or whatever it is they you know they're just interested in their return every month and uh, and their money being safe and secure so uh obviously you have you've conveyed that in a really great way to somebody and and they've been on board so
1: exactly they didn't they didn't need to know that Cade and Gas uh came out (laughs) and it took them 10 days find their gas pipe in the road they dug up six holes in the road it was just
0: farcical actually Really, awesome. is, a lot of it is farcical and uh, oh. I think that's something people who are new to the new to the industry need to uh just bear that in mind it's absolutely mind-boggling some of the practices that happen in <laughs> companies and things where you just think how is this country even functioning without <laughs> with the word it's so antiquated the whole process is so old-fashioned but um you know it is what it is and I think understanding that from the beginning and saying okay this is the bit where this happens then you won't get uh, you won't get too stressed hopefully
1: I think you know believing in yourself and and that's a difficult thing to do it was for me to start with um I you know w- how could I do it I I, I was You know, at the end, I've had my career. I've done everything with my retail shop and everything. And it's believing believing in yourself that you can do it. Uh, And then when you have that belief, you you will go out there and do it. And I just want to say to people, it doesn't matter what age you are it really really doesn't just just go for it do it and 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 enjoy it has its ups and downs uh, everything does and property certainly has and always will uh, enjoy it's but it's not easy to start off with i'm passive later but i think anybody's going into it that wants totally passive to start with i i well it is out there if, if you just it is
0: if you want a passive investment then just be a passive investor and don't worry about it you know you want to have more profits and and have the assets at the end of the day then uh there is some you know there's going to be more risk involved there's going to be more uh more work and especially in the early stages of setting up the portfolio then uh but you know it's it's not forever the idea is it's front loaded you you do the work up front and then uh and then hopefully you'll be able to take a step back and not be as involved in the business and be able to uh, have that as your vehicle for another, uh, you know, source of income. And you can go off and do whatever it is that you want to do.
1: Absolutely. And in my case, you will probably go off and I'll never retire, never ever (laughs) retire, but go off and do something else and have a passive income. And I to have a lovely legacy for, for my daughter. So, you know, it is the reason why you're doing it. And I'm actually very clear on the reason why. Unlike uh, mm-hmm. us all, well. I do have my vision board, but <laughs> it's just motivate you when you're
0: feeling down. It really you've does. Got to, you've got to do whatever it takes, whatever works. I say so. You know, as uh, as crazy or silly or as extreme, just just whatever works. Keep yourself plugged in, like you said. Obviously, you've been out there and been very proactive in uh, in the networking side of things, and you've you know I think your background probably working in business as well and in the shops has probably helped in that in that self-belief but I want you know I just want to say for people who don't feel like that that if you if you don't believe you can do it just don't worry about that for now just see that it's possible see that other people are doing it just take action and and then you'll start to get momentum you'll get to have more experience and, uh, and then the, the, that belief will come.
1: Well said. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs>
0: well, it's absolutely fantastic to hear your story because it is different. You know, we were saying just before we started here that uh, sometimes you get the lots of new young people fresh into the industry, very keen and, uh, and uh, keen to take over the world. And then you have people who are uh, older, but they've been in the industry for a long time. Um, and... I suppose it's less common to see more people who, an older generation who are starting out. So it's fantastic to see that you've, uh, you know, 18 months ago, life was very different. And just look what, you, if you can do that in 18 months during COVID, what, you know, what is in store for you on the other side and, uh, and going forward? Absolutely. Watch this space well we will we look forward to having you back in the magazine in a year or two's time to to follow what, what you've been up to so all the best with all of your projects
1: thank you michelle thank you very much indeed
0: thanks for coming on joanne and for people who are not yet a subscriber of the magazine please click in the link below for your free first copy see you next time